0: You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese. so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. Welcome to Tabletop Arcanum. This is Justin, and today I bring you a special interview with... Ramstar Games and their upcoming Kickstarter, Hibernation. Let's take a listen to see what that's all about. All right. Well, first off, welcome to Tabletop Arcano. Glad to have you here. Why don't we have you introduce yourself?
1: Hi there. Uh, I am Sean Chapel. I am one of a team of three people developing a game called Hibernation, and we are Ramstar Games. What is your role within Ramstar Games and uh, the Hibernation project? At the moment, actually, I think all three of us basically are assuming every role. I'm a little bit more of the organizer, and I have a sort of a natural managerial streak. So I'm a bit more of the organizer and a bit more of the voice and the face of our, our company right now. But I think that that will change as, as things grow and as we, we change projects. I think everybody will get in on that eventually. Uh, and yeah, I, I came up with the initial concept for our game. So I'm kind of the concept man. I have pretty much a dozen different concepts that I want to try to develop over the next little while. Uh, that being probably another decade, I, I wear almost every hat right now as we're just trying to get this
0: company off the grounds we're kind of everybody has their finger in every pie, at least a little bit. And Hibernation is a game about worker bees and drone bees. So do you have a favorite honey or bee-like product? Do I have a favorite
1: honey-based product? Hmm, not really. I'm actually a, just a huge fan of honey in and of itself. Just that, I don't know, there's something really natural and very comforting about it. It's got so many really unique properties as well. It has healing properties and it never goes bad. I actually have honey from 20 years ago. We used to keep beehives. It's one of the reasons why hibernation has a bee theme. I did a project when I was in school. And it got my parents into beekeeping, so we kept them for ten years. And I actually have honey from 1999, I believe, still, and it's it's perfectly good. I we just haven't I haven't had the fortitude to try it yet <laughs> 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 to put that theory to the test. Yeah, well, if you do, let I, me I, know because I'm, I'm kind of curious.
0: Sean, uh, you're in into tabletop board games uh, as a designer and building a product. And outside of Hibernation, because that's the easy answer, what other games have you been playing lately? Lately? uh, It's
1: funny. Hibernation is a a fairly family-friendly game. The artwork is not too scary or overbearing. They're kind of comically dark, some of the imagery, but most of it is, is, is fairly light and, and easy to, to digest. But most of our board games that we like to play are on the horror side of things. So lately, okay. we've been playing quite a bit of Mansions of Madness, um, The Fury of Dracula. We love the Harry Potter games, so we play those quite a bit as well. Hogwarts Battle is, um, is a favorite for yeah. sure. And uh, we're just getting into to bringing the expansions into that game. I hate to say it, but they almost make the game unplayable. They are so tough that it is hard to play with them. We're trying to figure out the best mix of how much of each expansion to give the game. So mm. that's, that's us. We, we tend towards things that are very imaginative. So you probably won't catch us playing Catan or Castles of Burgundy or or anything that might actually approximate real life like Ticket to Ride or Food Chain Magnet
0: any of those no so it, until you go around fighting cosmic horrors and and get your letter to Hogwarts those are safe bets for you. That's it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So why don't we talk a little bit more about uh, Ramstar Games? Let's let's dive into kind of the origin. Where did Ramstar Games kind of start as an idea? And then pull, you said it's a team of three of you. So where did all that kind of come and coalesce for you?
1: That came together in the middle of 2019. We're actually a gaming group so every Friday I get together with my, my, well, my wife is at home with me. I don't necessarily have to get together with her. But uh, our friend Sabrina comes over and she joins us mm-hmm. and we play games. We've made it a, a, a weekly event for years now. And in the middle of 2019, I started getting ideas while I was working. I, I used to be a stainless steel fabricator. That was my my full time gig. But I worked alone quite a bit. I would get a project and it would be my project to work on in my bay. So I worked alone and I started having ideas because we were really pushing hard on, on getting together and playing games. My head was filled with games. The floodgates kind of opened for me. I started having ideas on top of ideas on top of ideas. And I think what really set us off was we were at a coffee shop one day and we decided to play a game of macabre 20 questions. And this was something that I learned of when I was about 14 and at a camp. And one of the counselors put forth this idea, and he said, here's, here's the premise. He said, there's a man who's dead in a phone booth. It's a 20-questions kind of game. You can ask me yes or no questions. How did he die? Bam. About an hour, 30 of us 14-year-old kids asked him the most inane questions. and could never figure out what he was really getting at. So eventually he told us the, uh, the answer and I pulled this out of my memory and we played that exact scenario at the coffee shop and we had so much fun over that 45 minutes of having all the rest of us try to guess what, uh, what the scenario was. And I, I put that forth as I said, why don't we figure out some more scenarios? Why don't we put this forth as a game? We just had so much fun. I think we could package this up and, and put it out for other people to enjoy. And ultimately we got to talking about it and we didn't think it had replayability and we didn't think people would necessarily support it. So we shelved it. And that's when Hibernation came out. We kind of, that was the next idea that was in my book. And I said, well, what about this one? Why don't we try developing this one? And it just sort of started to snowball from there. Well, that's kind of, that's when we decided to make Ramstar games. We thought if we're going to do it, We may as well do it right. So, we Mm -hmm. set ourselves up as a business, got ourselves a bank account, uh, got ourselves the requisite taxation numbers, so on and so forth. Now, we have a a website, and hopefully, we're going to have a real game soon. Ramstar, where's the origin of the name coming from? It's funny. They always say that people with the same birth sign don't work well together, but all three of us are Aries. Mm. So, our good friend Sabrina had her birthday at the end of last or the beginning of last week. My wife had her birthday at the end of last week, and mine is in two weeks, actually. We launch on my birthday, believe it or not. April 13th is our launch day, and that is my birthday.
0: Well, hopefully you get a wonderful birthday gift when you launch and pass your funding goal. (laughs) I I hope so. We'll see. It'll be a nice birthday gift. I won't say no. (laughs) Uh, So let's now talk a little bit more about Hibernation and the game and what we're looking at here. So... In that elevator, 60-second type of way, high-level view, what is Hibernation?
1: Hibernation
0: is a tile-laying strategy game
1: with a bee theme. Ultimately, players play either worker bees or drone bees, and the goal is to end the game with more of your bees face up. So all the tiles, all the bee tiles, are double-sided, and as you play the game, you acquire your opponent's tiles by sandwiching them between your own and flipping those ones in between. It is somewhat of a classic game mechanic that you would see in games like Othello, Go, that sort of thing. Ultimately, at the time when, when the concept first came out, or when I first had the concept, I didn't even think about Othello, and I didn't even think about the, the ancient origins of what I concocted in my head. I thought it was, I thought it was something new. I was like, I've never played a game like this. Nobody's ever done this before forgetting that i used to have an actual magnetic othello set when i was 10 and and maybe it was buried in my in my head for all these years and i just kind of pulled it out and and dusted it off and we hope that we have we hope that we've sort of brought that mechanic back out and and giving it a, a bit of a polish and then we we added a bunch of tiles into it as well some flower tiles and bear tiles based on the theme of of bees as well to spice it up to give it a bit more life essentially That is it. You want to end the game with more of your pieces face up. Whoever does dominates the hive and wins the game.
0: Kind of tile capturing and tile lane is kind of that main mechanic on there. You did kind of say it has the, you know, like after you conceptualized it, it's like you looked at it and went, oh, this is kind of like Go, and and this is kind of like Othello. But when you were building that theme and and that design, was there any other games that you had in mind that you were being influenced by at the time?
1: The initial concepts, no. The initial concept was really just two, one full set of tiles that was double sided, and the entire game was just capture your opponent's pieces and the story be done. But when I presented that to Sabrina and Kit, they said, "Well, it's probably going to get tired fast. It's it's a fine game, but it's going to get old mm-hmm. quick." So they they are more in tune with app based games and Android based games such as Candy Crush and things of this nature, where you get power ups and special tile uh, special gems and all kinds of things show up to kind of Mm -hmm. keep you keep you going and give you a a fun other thing happening in those games so we decided that we needed some specialty tiles to put into the game to give it a bit more more fun and um, a bit more life and ultimately the initial concept for the game was all offensive everything was take your opponent's tiles take your opponent's tiles and there was no defense capabilities inside of it so that's when we decided to come up with a blocker tile, and it ended up becoming the bear tile. And we needed a way to, for you to be able to stop your opponent from being able to, to just bulldoze right over you. And so that's, that led that way, and we thought, why don't we change up the way you can capture your opponent's tiles as well? So we came up with the flower tile to do that. Okay. And then ultimately we wanted to be able to pull other things out of the game. So we came up with the... Um, with the pesticide tile, it removes tiles from the game. So okay. ultimately, the first, the first sort of set of mechanics was influenced by Go uh, and Othello, that, that subset of, of classic strategy games. And then we kind of went right, right past that, right to the future, and pulled things out of app and Android games to kind of influence some of the
0: specialty tiles and how that was going to work. That's actually really fascinating that you're kind of blending, like, thousand year old strategy games with the highly addicted you know candy crush so you kind of hit some of this but is there anything that you feel personally that hibernation stands out across any other tile games or i'm not sure how many of them are but other b games too yeah what makes what makes hibernation unique i mean i would like to think that hibernation
1: is extraordinarily unique but it is hard to find a game that isn't sort of riffing off of something that already exists in in our own way the mashup that we've created that is hibernation is unique i think that the the main mechanic that the that sort of that capture your opponent's tiles by by sandwiching them and flipping them in between i think that that is actually quite unique it's although it is it is othello in in theory because we've gone Uh, hexagonal with the with the gameplay and we've changed up some of the mechanics so that you can take your opponent's tiles in multiple directions at once so on and so forth i think that that is quite unique in today's marketplace i haven't personally played any games in years that might have that mechanic in them Mm -hmm. and in fact i pulled people online and said you know better than me what games does this remind you of and nobody could tell me any games at all so i think that the sort of the base that we have for our game and the way that it works is quite unique in the marketplace right now okay and on top of that when it comes to bee themed games i believe that a lot of them are based they're like mission based games so things like honey buzz and i believe radioactive bees and just bees so on and so forth i think those games are all about missions they're about going out fetching something getting honey creating you know finishing off a card Getting resources and so on and so forth, whereas our game is not about that at all. It's it's basically capture your opponent, essentially, Mm -hmm. and have a bigger a bigger army by the end of it. So I think that those two things definitely make it stand out from from the other the other games that are out there in the in the in the market right now.
0: Yeah, awesome. Yeah, that that's fantastic. Because yeah, I think you're right. With at least the uh, the bee themed ones, is everything. No, there's nothing like a game in this genre with that theme yes. at the same time. So that helps. Yeah. There's always um, a,
1: there's always an element of honey in those. You've right. got to make it, you've got to fetch it. You've got to do something with honey and, and our game, although there's honey in the art, it really has nothing to do with that.
0: At all. Yeah. It's, it's more about the colony more than anything else there. Hmm. Um, so then who would you recommend hibernation for? What type of gamers are you attempting to target here?
1: We're looking for people who like an intimate game play experience. The thing about hibernation is that you're not really playing the game. You're playing the person you're sitting across from. Like all great strategy games, mm-hmm. you can learn the game, but it's really the competency of the person you're sitting across from that is going to give you the, the challenge of the game itself. So we're looking for people who are, you know, somewhere in their... their mid 20s to late 40s, maybe even 50s, something like that. People who like two player games, it is designed specifically for two players, mm-hmm. although it plays well at four as well. All the tile uh, denominations will break down quite easily into four players. So that works quite well. We did um, we did some some live play testing with that, and that was quite fun. Yeah, ultimately, we're looking for those people who want to get into serious gameplay. They, they enjoy strategy games. They like that challenge mm-hmm. of Playing against another person who is really competent and uh, that intimacy and, and that sort of the, quick, the quickness of the turnaround as well. Uh, I know that a lot of people have complained. They've talked to me about really, really big setup games where, you know, by the time you've got five or six people around the table, it takes five minutes or ten minutes for, for your turn to come back up again. And something that we really like about our game is that even if it's not your turn, you're still thinking about what your opponent is going to do to you. So you have to stay engaged in the game. And a turnaround is quite quick. So Mm -hmm. we like that about the game as well. And I think people people who like that type of game, they want
0: chronic engagement, we'll find that in what we have to offer. So let's talk a little bit about what's next. So you mentioned you had a website. So where can we find more information about Hibernation? Uh, you can find us at Ramstargames.com. It's
1: uh, your one-stop hibernation station.
0: We've kind of previewed it, but where can I get hi- hibernation?
1: Uh, we are coming to Kickstarter on April 13th, and uh, we do hope that people will come check out the, the, the pitch and what, what we are offering. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we hope we hope that eventually it will get to a point where we can bring it to retail. We, we think it has that opportunity to be the kind of game that people will want and, and will enjoy. But for the moment, I don't think that we're going to be doing that. We won't have the capital to do that on a wide scale yet until we, we get it out a little bit into the world. One of the, the problems that we have faced has been all the lockdowns and all the loss of live events. It has been really tough getting the word out and talking to people and wanting to get out into the community introduce ourselves, show people what we're playing, put it in their hands. So much of that has gone away, as everybody right. knows. It's, it's been awful. And when 2022 rolls around and everybody's vaccinated and we can do live events again, I think you're going to watch the game world explode. It's going to be really amazing. You're going to want to be there. At this point, I don't think we're not really going to be bringing it to retail. So if you are interested in a copy of it, you will have to come grab one at our Kickstarter.
0: Obviously, you kind of hit the sad part of it of, you know, I can't go to a con and find you guys and get a small demo of this before um, it happens. But is there a way, if I'm interested in the Kickstarter, to sample the game or see what it's about besides your uh, web page? Yeah, absolutely. We actually have it up on
1: Tabletopia and Tabletop Simulator for anybody who wants it. They are public, so by all means, have at it. Uh, that's one of the main reasons that we, we put them up there was, was to give people the opportunity to try it out, even if mm-hmm. it is virtual. And ultimately, if you want to sign up for our newsletter, we have a print and play version that we send out as a thank you for signing up for our newsletter. So if you want to try it at home, even if it is just paper, you can try it at home with your, with your loved ones and see if it's right for you. Perfect. Well, thank you very much, Sean. Uh, Do you have anything else you want to add? Uh, No, just, uh, you know, come find us on social media. We would appreciate your support. This is our first time out. And if we can make it good, we have lots of ideas that we want to keep running with. So yeah, it's, it's, this lovely community. Come on Mm -hmm. out for us
0: and we'll be there for you in the future for sure. Awesome. Well, Thanks again for your time, Sean, and uh, I wish you the best of luck, and we'll be watching and sharing uh, from our side of uh, the line, and hope for the best for you guys. Thanks for having me on, Justin. It's been great. And welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the discussion with Sean and myself about Ramstar Games and their upcoming Kickstarter, Hivernation. Please be sure to check that out on Kickstarter once it's up, or if you're listening to this from the future, go to the website and see what Ramstar Games is currently up to. As always, thank you for listening. This has been Justin, and you've been listening to Tabletop Arcanum. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're also on YouTube. And happy gaming. Been listening to Tabletop Arcanum produced by Justin Taylor. This episode is hosted by Justin Taylor. Mixing and editing by Richard Geese. Original theme by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert. Check the description for this episode's featured background music. You can follow us on most social media platforms. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow. And leave us a review if you would. As always, thanks for listening.